Hi, I'm Tim Barron, and welcome to the Legal Marketing 2.0 podcast, where we examine the latest trends in digital marketing. The podcast is a production of Good to Be Social. Today, we have Guy Alvarez, our founder, with us, and I'm pretty excited because we've done a few of these podcast episodes together, but not for a while now. So this is a bit of a treat for me. We talk about getting the right content to the right people at the right time. And it turns out to be a bit of a masterclass by Guy in this episode on content, the buyer's journey, and automation. I really enjoyed our conversation. I think you will too. Today we're going to be talking about how to get the right content to the right people at the right time. And Guy, we're going to be talking about the buyer's journey and marketing automation, how that all plays into that concept. Yeah. So last week, we had a really good webinar on marketing automation. And I think the question we most frequently get when it comes to marketing automation is that people understand that there's a lot of marketing automation platforms out there. There's HubSpot, there's Marketo, there's Bardot, many others. And you know, quite frankly, from my perspective, they're all good tools. Some are a little different than the others. But from my perspective, technology is sort of the easy part. The hard part is the strategy that goes behind marketing automation. And I think one of the questions we most frequently get is, you know, when you're creating drip campaigns, when you're creating content for, for the buyer's journey, what kind of content should be created? Because most firms, you know, create blog posts and some of them do videos and many of them work hard on their attorney bios, but that's not necessarily a type of content that you want to use for a marketing automation drip campaign or a marketing automation nurture campaign. So one of the things that I think is important to understand, and this is something that Google really came up with is something called the buyer's journey. And the buyer's journey in general terms talks about what is the journey that a buyer goes through before they decide to make a purchase. And traditionally, it's a three or four step journey. They start out with awareness, then they do evaluation, and then usually they'll make a purchase and then even beyond that, there's a fourth step that people talk about, which is, okay, once they've made a purchase, how do you get them to become from a one-time buyer into a loyal customer? When you talk about legal services, the same analysis can be used here, although it's a little bit different. So awareness and evaluation are still two very important components of the buyer of legal services journey. And then obviously, rather than purchase a product or purchase a service, the client is retaining your firm or is retaining you as an attorney. And then the next step from that is how do you get them to purchase or retain you for additional services or to get them to refer you to other people to use? So those are really the four steps. Now, the question is, how do you create content for each of those steps? And as you mentioned, Tim, is how do you really get the right content, right? So is it awareness type content? Is it evaluation type content? Is it retention or retaining type content? So how do you get that right content 
to the right people, the right people being people that can purchase your legal services, right? People that have the decision-making power and the ability to actually hire you and at the right time, which means when they're in the awareness stage or when they are in the evaluation stage or when they are in the retention or retainer stage. And a lot of times what firms do is they create a lot of content around the retention or the purchase stage, right? They work on the attorney bios and all those things, but they don't really focus a lot on creating content on the awareness and the evaluation. So today I think what we're going to talk about is how do you create content for those stages and what type of content can law firms create for those stages? So Guy, uh, last week, no, actually earlier this week, I was at the ABA Tech Show in Chicago, and I gotta tell you, it's the first time in my eight years of going there that I heard people speak so much about marketing automation. It really is on people's minds. And before we go into the kind of content that we can create at these different stages, can you sort of set the stage of what it means to be in that buyer's journey? Like, what is an awareness stage? Yeah. What is the So let's take a traditional buyer's journey that has nothing to do with legal, and then I'll try to apply that to a legal situation. So a traditional buyer's journey, let's say you have decided that you're ready to buy a new television. And so you haven't bought a TV in 10 years. You don't know anything about the technology. You don't know which TV to get or where to even start. So most people will probably do a search on Google for top TVs out there. And you'll start to learn about the different types of televisions, 4Ks, the ultra high defs, all of this other stuff, right? So that's sort of the awareness stage. You're, you're not necessarily ready to figure out your, which one you're going to buy. You're just trying to learn as much as possible about the state of technology when it comes to, to, to televisions. Once you've sort of educated yourself uh, and once you figure out what your budget is, then you can start to evaluate, right? So I have a budget of $1,000 and I want to get a 4K TV. And so then you start to evaluate the different producers of televisions, manufacturers, and how much they cost and all the features and the pros and the cons and those types of things. So that's in the evaluation stage, right? Maybe in, during the evaluation stage, you also post on Facebook or Twitter, you know, what are the best TVs or where did you buy TVs? And you can get sort of that type of information from people you actually know. And then you get to the final stage, which is, you know, you decide to make a purchase. Maybe there's the ability to try one out. Maybe you can go down to a store and look at it for yourself. That's when you're really at that purchase level of decision. When it comes to legal services, it's a little bit different. And I think this really applies mostly, I mean, firms that focus on consumers, their buyer's journey is a little bit shorter than firms that focus on businesses because consumers, for the most part, they get into a car accident or getting deported or something like that. It's a much faster decision-making process. On the other hand, when you're dealing with a law firm that mostly works with other businesses, the process is a much more sophisticated process and the buyer usually is more sophisticated. So 
let's say, for example, you run a medium-sized business that is uh, reliant on aluminum, uh, imported aluminum. And with the new tariffs that our president just passed, you heard about it and you're like, well, how is this going to impact my business? What kind of an impact is it going to have? Do I need a lawyer? Do I need someone to help me out here? So at that point, whether you're an in-house counsel or a business owner, you're going to go online, you're going to do some reading, you're going to try to find as much information as you can about these new tariffs and about the potential impact it might have on your business. And that's sort of the awareness stage. And then once you've educated yourself and you've decided you need help, then you're going to start to evaluate, you know, which are the firms, which are the lawyers that have experience in dealing with international trade issues, which are the lawyers that have experience dealing with the, the businesses that are in your industry, whatever industry you're in. And sort of through that evaluation process, you're going to narrow it down to one or two or three firms or three lawyers. And then once you do that, then you're going to move on to the purchase stage or the retention stage, which is now you're going to take the three, maybe pick up the phone and call them or set up a meeting or you know ask for a consultation. And at that point, you're going to narrow it down and make your decision. Um, so those are really the three steps. And I think no matter what it is you're doing, if you're buying something, whether it's a product or in this case, a service, a sophisticated service, you're going to go through those different stages. So this is a really good way to think about as you create a content strategy, what to write about or what to produce in order to fit into these different categories. Not only that, but I think the most important part of a content marketing strategy, and even before we get into all of this, is you need to go through the process of identifying who your buyers are, right? The, the, your buyer persona. Yep. And what that really means is figuring out who's really the people that would buy for you from you. In, in, in the case of a law firm, is it the business owner? Is it the uh, in-house counsel? Is it director of litigation, head of risk, head of HR? Depending on what kind of services you provide, it could be any of these people. And they all have different needs and they're all concerned about different things. So part of your process has to be really defining as much as you can who are your buyer personas and what are the types of content that they would be most interested in? What are the topics that they would be most interested in? So I think it has to start there, right? Absolutely. And then once you have that nailed down, you can say, okay, We've identified these types of topics based upon our research for the, the following personas. Now, how do we start to create content for each of these stages in the sales lifecycle, you know, selling legal services? Yeah. And another way to describe it, most people that have sales experience, instead of calling it a, a journey, they sort of call it the funnel that people use to basically bring people from the top of the funnel all the way through the bottom of the funnel where they actually make a purchase. And so another way to look at this is from a funnel perspective, you know, awareness type of content is top of funnel. Mm -hmm. Evaluation type of content is middle of the funnel. And purchase or retainer type of content is the bottom of the funnel. And what you want to do is you want to guide people 
from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel so that you can acquire more clients. I like that look because it is really visual and you can see, okay, well, this is very wide and right. you can capture a lot here in the awareness. But then as you go down, obviously you're going to capture a lot fewer and fewer, but more meaningful. Yeah. You know, you were talking about buyer persona and I had a couple of conversations at the conference and they were talking about the rise of legal ops in a large law firm. That could be, you know, legal ops and, and, and even at uh, in-house, not in-house counsel, but corporate legal departments. Absolutely. And that could be a target persona, right? If, Absolutely. That's becoming a really important buyer persona for a lot of law firms yeah. that have to go through that process in order to get retained. Sure. Um, so, okay, we've identified awareness, evaluation, and purchase yeah. uh, as three of the core elements of a marketing or sales funnel. Yeah. Or I guess what another way we can talk or about it is journey. the buyer's journey. Yeah. What kind of content can we or should a law firm look to produce in the awareness stage? So I'm going to get into that, but before I do that, there's one other thing that you need in order to do this right, right? So we talked about persona development. That's the first stage. The other thing you need, and this is where marketing automation comes in, mm -hmm. is you need a platform to let you know at what stage of the funnel or at what stage of the journey a certain person is, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, because otherwise, you're just going to be guessing. So if you don't have the technology that enables you to track at the individual level, not web analytics, which give you information at the aggregate level, but at the individual level, you can't deliver the right content to the right people at the right time. So just wanted to put that out there, that that is a very important component. Now, once you have all this in place, now let's talk about the type of content, right? So for awareness or top of the funnel type of content, again, remember, people are just becoming aware of legal issues. The example I gave was the effect of, of the tariffs on your business. So what are the types of content that work really great? Certainly blogs are a really good, great way to explain different things, impacts that new legislation, what new laws are going to have on your business. So those are pretty good pieces of content. They're high level, they're educational, and they're pretty easy to create. Another thing that is, I know you know this because it's worked really well for us, checklists, right? Checklists are great top of the golden, funnel, golden. Uh, type <laughs> of content. They're really easy to create. And again, going through my example, you know, you can create a checklist if someone created a checklist so I as a business owner can see if my business is going to be impacted by the new tariffs, that would be really valid. Absolutely. Right? Another good piece of content for awareness or top of the funnel are explainer videos, right? It, don't, it doesn't always have to be written. An explainer video that explains the new law or the new regulation or a new court decision and its potential impacts, those are really great pieces of content. So. I would say those are three that I would start with. You know, firms are writing a lot of blogs right now, although I'm not necessarily sure that they are perfect for awareness. A lot of times they, they go too far down the line and they're too complex. So you just want to give people a, a general good understanding of the issue, make them aware. Yeah, and as we go through these pieces of content, just keep in mind one of the things that we're really big on here at Good To Be Social is 
don't reinvent the wheel. You know, we have this cult philosophy, which is create once, publish everywhere. So as Guy just mentioned, a checklist can come from a blog post that you've written, repurposed, take out the salient points, put some graphics on it, and it becomes a beautiful uh, checklist. Right? So don't feel overwhelmed yeah. and, and, as we talk about all of this. And from that around. same blog post, you can create and explain your video. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What about the evaluation stage? So the evaluation stage, the middle of the funnel, is where you need to start demonstrating your experience and your expertise in this subject matter. Because now you're being evaluated. And it's not enough to say, you know, it's not enough to have an attorney bio which shows where you went to school and you had a really high GPA and you were law review. I mean, <laughs> that's great, but that's really not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, you know, uh, an in-house counsel or a business owner is going to evaluate you as a lawyer and your firm as to whether you have A, the experience and B, the skills and knowledge to be able to help their business, right? So the, the good types of content here I think the best type of content, and we just wrote a blog post about it, is case studies. Mm -hmm. Case studies are phenomenal. They, they demonstrate that you have the experience. They demonstrate that you have the knowledge. You don't need to name names. You can create case studies that are more general in nature without revealing the name of your clients. But these are really great examples that enable a visitor to evaluate if you're the right lawyer or if you're the right firm. So case studies is one. Uh, webinars are really good, you know, where you have a webinar and you're explaining different impacts. Uh, that really enables you to show your expertise. Ebooks, white papers, you know, these are longer. They take more time to create, but if you're the expert, you should be able to do that. And it really enables you to demonstrate your knowledge and your experience and your expertise. So. I think those are really good content types for the evaluation stage. And I heard if you do nothing else, and I said this at the conference I was at the other day, is put on a webinar, put on a half an hour webinar. Yeah. The things that you could do with that webinar, if someone, I read the other day that it's one of the highest converting pieces of content. If someone is willing to spend a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour with you on the webinar, they're really interested in this. Now you could really work on them later on to nurture them, you could then cut it up and you have videos. It becomes a series of blog posts. So there's a lot that you can do with the webinar. All right. So we're going down the, down the sales funnel here. And now we're at the purchasing stage. Yeah. Bottom of the funnel. Yeah. So this is where it gets a little trickier for law firms, I think. Because if you are a seller of products, right? Let's say you sell software or something like that. You know, you're, the type of offers you can create at this bottom of the funnel are you know, free trials or discounted coupons or, you know, stuff that's going to entice your visitors to make a purchase decision. When it comes to legal services, you can't really do that. And there's ethical considerations because you can't really solicit. So what you, what I think works and what we've been trying to help with some of our clients and even ourselves is things that are what I would call foot in the door offers, you know, get that particular client or prospective client to try a piece of your service. So for example, one of our clients, uh, big Animal 100 firm, they created a GDPR tool where 
visitors to their site would were able to enter information about their business through this tool. And at the end of the process, the tool would tell you at what level of risk you are when it comes to GDPR regulations. And then it invited you to review this with one of their lawyers, right? So, you know, these types of audit tools or foot-in-the-door types of offers, those are really great things for law firms. You know, free consultations, depending on what kind of lawyer you are, those are always usually good as well. And, you know, I think, again, what you're trying to get is get people to try you out, even if it's a piece of your offering, first and once they build that trust, they're going to hire you to do the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we are almost out of time. We try to keep these to 20 minutes. And I know we've gone over a little, but I do have one more, one more question for you. Because sort of tying this all together in how marketing automation makes a difference in this, right? So we've gone through the buyer's journey. We've talked about content at different stages in that journey. How does marketing automation like put this thing on steroids? Yeah, so that's that's actually the, the, the nice thing about it is once you create all this content, then you can use a, a marketing automation tool to create workflows, right? So let's say, again, using my example, uh, the new tariff law gets put into place, right? So you're a law firm, you're a law firm that focuses on international trade, so you create all this content and you're ready to set off your new campaign to help uh, clients that are affected by these new uh, tariff laws. So you can create a drip campaign and, and the first one or two emails of that campaign get, you know, get awareness type of content, you know, maybe a blog and maybe once a checklist or an explainer video. Or if you don't have email addresses, maybe you do a paid LinkedIn campaign targeting business owners, CEOs, or in-house counsel at those industries that you know are going to be affected by these new tariffs. That's your first couple of drips on that drip campaign. Okay. And then after that, you put in a couple more drips, maybe one's a webinar, one's a case study. And then after that, you know, your last drip, you put in the offer for an audit or a free consultation. And the nice thing about it is once you build the campaign and you have the content, then any new person that comes in automatically will go into that sequence. Mm. And you don't have to worry about manually sending it out and figuring out where in the journey they are because it just follows a sequence and a, and a workflow and an automation. And then you start seeing results on the, on the bottom of people that are starting to convert after they've gone through that whole sequence, right? Wow. Uh, so in other words, if someone fills out a newsletter um, subscription form or, or whatever, just put an email address on your yeah. website, it, it can just automatically go into this. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Or even if they fill out a form on LinkedIn or, you know, there's a lot of different right. ways to, to get it going, but you can create it and, and just basically watch them go through that sequence and you can monitor that sequence. So, you can do a lot of testing out, right? So right. if in the middle of the sequence you have your ebook, but it's not really performing that well, people aren't really downloading it, maybe you switch over to do a webinar or a series of case studies. So you can monitor real time to see what's working and what's not and really change things up while it's going on. So it's really, it's a whole new level of 
marketing and business development for law firms. All right. This has been a masterclass in, <laughs> in the buyer's journey, marketing automation and creating content. Any last bit of advice, especially around how to just get started? I think that's, you know, that's people get stuck right there. <laughs> yeah. It's really just baby steps. Start by, by creating one campaign mm. and see how that goes and, you know, go from there. And Tim, as you and I were talking about earlier today, we're going to start offering a service for law firms that want to try out that one campaign with a marketing automation platform to help them to see the power of this and how it can really help them. So stay tuned for that information. But yeah, Ben, just start with one campaign and test it out. I like that, starting with one campaign, because even if you have the tools, it's one thing to hear about how to use it Absolutely. and how effective it is. But when you actually see it in action, it makes a huge difference. All right. Thanks, Guy. That was great. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, everyone. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our podcast. And we'd love it if you also left a review for us on Apple Podcast. We're also on Stitcher and SoundCloud and Google Play and wherever you listen to podcasts. Before you go, I want to ask you a question. Do you struggle with digital marketing and how to make it work for you and for your firm? If so, please go to lawfirmmarketinghelp.com and sign up for a free digital audit. The audit will provide you with all of the information you need to build a blueprint for your digital marketing strategy to produce the results you want. You'll find the show notes for this episode along with all of the Legal Marketing 2.0 episodes at goodtobesocial.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.